2: Fa fam, what is going on? Thank you for joining us for another uh, early look at the week waivers and streams on week six. Do want to mention before we jump into it and Kev hit you with the uh, quarterback streams for week six, we do have buys starting this week. So we have the Lions, Raiders, Titans, and Texans all on buy this week. So not a a terrible buy week. I'm sure we have a, you know, I haven't looked ahead to see if we have one of those bypocalypse coming up um but this, this week isn't too bad but you know with, with the way that some things have gone in some of these positions never never going to take out some of the players from the player pool but kev uh quarterback what you got for week six buddy old friend old pal
3: yeah um here we are we are heading into week six and uh we are staring at the barrel of geno smith being a qb1 so far <laughs> through this right? And. You know, he played another great game again today, played a 60 to 25 for 268 yards and three touchdowns. They get the, they get the Cardinals this week, which is a really good matchup against that defense. That's not very good. And then after that, they get at the Chargers and then they get the Giants. And again, once again, against the, the, uh, the Cardinals again over the next four weeks. He's now scored 17 or, or more fantasy points in four of the five weeks he's played and he's just been really good. And so, he's only rostered in 35% of Yahoo leagues. And at this point, like if you're starting like a uh, Matt Stafford or Russell Wilson, like you're starting to like, get to the point where Geno Smith isn't looking too bad. And so while, you know, he's not a sexy name, that he does have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And both of them have played really well so far to start the year. And those two have really been steals for where they were drafted at because nobody thought this team was going to be any good. And Gino Smith uh, continues to uh, prove everybody wrong. So until things change, I think he is a viable You know, kind of high-end QB2, low-end QB1 in a lot of these matchups, which is crazy to think, but here we are. So uh, next up, I want to talk about Daniel Jones uh, versus Baltimore, and he completed 21 of 27 passes for 217 yards. He also rushed 10 times uh, for 41 yards today. This isn't a sexy play, but heading into this week, he is top five in carries, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns so far to start the season and ranked seventh in fantasy points per dropback on the year. Uh, He was also 13th in fantasy points per game. Uh, Baltimore also allows uh, the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. That's who they play this week. Uh, So he's only rostered in 22% of leagues. So if you're looking for a quarterback and as much as he runs the football, like Daniel Jones kind of makes a little bit of sense that he's doing it with like no weapons, Uh, none. Absolutely. Uh, You know, guys like Wondell Robinson and Canarias, Tony continue to miss time. And, you know, he's been doing it with Richie James and Daniel Bellinger and, you know, obviously, Saquon Barkley has been uh, fantastic as well. But, you know, Daniel Jones, if he's going to continue to keep running the ball this much, is going to raise his floor to be a viable fantasy option. So, Daniel Jones, I think, is definitely an option this week. And then you have Carson Wentz, who uh, I don't love this. Really, I had both uh, quarterbacks from this game. But Thursday Night Football, uh, he uh, today he completed 25-38 of for 359 yards and two touchdowns for 22.8 fantasy points. Uh, he did throw a brutal interception, uh, you know, late in the game that sealed the deal for them. But uh, Wentz does have three 20-plus fantasy points performances. He is a hard-to-trust QB2 against the Bears. But, you know, if you're desperate for a quarterback, you know, Carson Wentz uh, is, is an option. And then you have Justin Fields, who – Uh, Has completed 15 of 21 for 208 and the score uh, really looked dead in the water in the first half against the Vikings and then came alive in the second half. Uh, He also rushed eight times for 47 yards and uh, the thing is with fields is they're just not trusting him to throw the football. He has not thrown the ball more than 22 times in a single game so far to start the year and obviously did not hit that mark in today. Uh, but he has averaged eight and a half carries per game and almost 40 rushing yards per game. So the Commanders are allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterback on the season. So again, not a sexy name. And I was actually surprised he's rostered in 38% of leagues. I, I thought that number would be significantly lower. I don't know if that's uh, just uh, dead leagues that haven't made any move because, like, I, I don't know. I know there's super flex leagues out there, but I don't think they're that popular. But anyways, Justin Fields versus Washington this week and probably the other guy I would look to go to
2: move on to uh, running backs. Obviously, the, the big piece of news here is the injury to Rashad Penny, uh, fractured tibia. Looks like he will be out for the season, if not, you know, missing a, a large chunk of time. So if Ken Walker is available in your leagues, he is the clear pickup this week. Uh, was available in just over 50% of ESPN leagues. I think it was 53%. So he's likely gone in 10 team leagues and higher. But if he's there, he is the guy you want to grab. Next up, I'm going to mention Eno Benjamin as a priority add. Now, this one we have to watch with some of the, some of the injury news that comes out. If we knew that Connor and Daryl Williams were going to be out for Week Six, I think I would move him into the must add category. Just because there's nothing else, you're looking at you know him, Jonathan Ward, uh, you know Keontae Ingram. I don't even know if he's been uh, active for for any of the games this year, but with both those guys out, they uh, they went directly to Eno Benjamin, ended up running 25 routes, saw 12 opportunities on 37 snaps, turned that into 53 yards and a score. So hopefully we'll, we'll get some of this news cleared up between now and Tuesday whenever you have to put in your claims, especially if you are using a fab system. But if we get any sort of negative news, Eno Benjamin is obviously more widely available than ken walker is so he is on the priority ad but has the ability to be a must-add depending on what ends up happening with connor and darrell williams and then outside of that we're looking at kind of guys that are just you know handcuffs and stashes i do want to mention tevin coleman he is going to be the most widely available out of anyone i mentioned on this list maybe outside of caleb huntley but not ne- not necessarily chasing the points here but he did see 11 opportunities on just 19 snaps for reference, Jeff Wilson doubled that at 38 snaps. So just something to to monitor here. We obviously know, you know, Tevin Coleman's history with Kyle Shanahan. We know Jeff Wilson's injury history. So just kind of worth uh, worth monitoring here. And if you're in deeper leagues, especially, or you have, or if you have those deep benches, you know, maybe somebody you want to throw on there. You know, guys like Tyler Algier still rostered in sub-50% of leagues, but it's a crowded situation, kind of like I, I fear what was going to happen. Could he end up, you know, kind of running away with this? Sure, but that definitely was not the case today. Uh, played thirty-nine snaps compared to seventeen and sixteen for Avery Williams and Caleb Huntley. The only aware, the only area where he was significantly ahead of those guys was in routes run, which is obviously a good sign. But other than that, this is a complete committee. I kind of just want to stay away from, especially with you know how this offense has been performing. Kind of the same thing applies to Brian Robinson as well, his first game back after uh, after being shot in that attempted at carjacking. I think this is gonna be a mess, but it is interesting to note that while the, the, the snaps were were pretty uh, similar between Robinson and Antonio Gibson, Robinson did see nine carries to Antonio Gibson's three in his first game back. So, could this be another one situation where Brian Robinson kind of just runs away with it? Sure, uh, but he's you know not super widely available, kind of right under that 50% mark. Mike Boone, I thought looked uh, looked pretty good on Thursday night. And you know, maybe that was just the fact of how awful everything how awful everything else looked. But he did play 41% of the snaps. He turned 10 touches into 85 yards. You know, I, th- I thought he had some some pop and some juice. So that's another name you can look at. I think he's only rostered in like 24% of ESPN leagues. And then you're just looking at you know some some other stash kind of guys. Rashad White was a little bit more involved than I than I thought he was gonna be, but I still hold on to the the thought that last week was absolutely just game script dependent on why we saw as much as we did from Rashad White. And then you know the, the Kansas City backfield with Pacheco and McKinnon. And then if you are in deep leagues and desperate, uh Caleb Huntley, like I mentioned, did split a bunch of those carries with Tyler Algiers so I think you can look to him as well depending on your uh, your running back situation
3: Yeah, and obviously we won't, we won't know because obviously the Chiefs played tomorrow night. But I do think Pacheco should be rostered in all leagues. Like it, he is a lottery ticket waiting to happen if something happens yeah. to Ceh and Ceh has suffered you know a lot of injuries through his career too. And you know Ceh has kind of has been a little bit of fool's gold compared to you know what his opportunities versus what he's done. But um, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and move over to the wide receiver position. And for this week, I think there's a few names here that we should definitely should be looking at. One, I'm going to start with Jacoby Myers. Uh, returned against the Lions State immediately showed why he's the team's wide receiver one. He hauled in seven of eight targets for 111 yards and a touchdown. Myers, a, to me, Jacoby Myers is a solid wide receiver three moving forward. He is definitely the best wide receiver in this in this group and continually has seen the most targets each and every week that he's healthy. Uh, he was rostered in looks like 45% of Yahoo leagues. So um, you know he is still uh, pretty widely available in, in a lot of leagues, and especially if people maybe have dropped him after you know week one or two uh, after the injury that he suffered, where he missed a couple of weeks. So, Jacoby Myers is definitely uh, worthy of an ad. You know, we, we kind of talked about him a lot off season. He is a guy last year that finishes a top thirty six wide receiver, but just wasn't being drafted that way. So, really like Jacoby Myers. I know this is a very bad offense for New England, but. Uh, Jacoby Myers looks like the the best option of this group. And then you have Alec Pierce, who hauled in eight passes for on nine targets for 81 yards against the Broncos on Thursday night. He has now uh, received 20 targets over the last three games. and I think he looks locked in as a team's wide receiver, too. And he has a great matchup moving forward with the Jags, Titans, and Washington over the next three weeks as well. So uh, Alec Pierce looks like he's going to be that guy. He's only rostered 8% of league, So if he's sitting out there, he is somebody I definitely want to add uh, as a wide receiver, especially with the, those matchups that he has coming forward. And then Zay Jones today, like the Jaguars looked terrible today. They only scored six points. Um, Jones was still targeted eight times. He has seen eight or more targets in three of the last four games that he has played. So while, you know, this was a very bad game for the Jaguars in general, Zay Jones uh, only rostered 27% of leagues and he looks like another viable option. Maybe somebody that is like a wide receiver four kind of flex option. But uh, before it, especially with bye weeks now starting, so Zay Jones would be another option. Uh J- Jameson Williams, Uh yes, the Lions are on bye this week, but he is looking to return after their bye week, and uh, I really like Jameson Williams. Uh, you know, he is uh, one of the rookies that I that I like the most coming out of this year's draft. Uh, they played the slow game with him, kind of bringing him along slowly. Suffered that torn ACL, you know what was that in um, January? You know, in the national title game. So Jameson Williams could be a, a really big time second half. Addition to your fantasy rosters. Somebody that, you know, maybe take a couple of weeks to get going. But once he does, this offense looks like it's still going to be pretty good. Yes, it wasn't very good today at all. But uh, I I think moving forward, I think you can expect this offense. Once everybody's back fully healthy, DeAndre Swift will also be back after their buy, So Jamison Williams is a name that I am definitely looking to add. I'm not waiting around to see how he's going to look. I want Jamison Williams. I think he's going to take over, you know, probably this wide receiver two role. You know, probably the outside guy something that they were hoping DJ Chark could be. And then I think Josh Reynolds probably slides to that wide receiver three uh, job here. So Jameson Williams is a guy that i am definitely looking at. And then Rondell Moore, 18% rostered. Uh, Moore is finally healthy. He was, he's been targeted 13 times over the past two games. He caught seven of eight for 68 yards today against the Eagles secondary. Now Deandre Hopkins is uh, scheduled to be back after this week. So I actually think that's a good thing for this offense though. I think they could use another weapon. Uh, here in this offense. And I think it could actually make them more explosive. So Rondell Moore, I expect him to slide into the slot and play primarily in the slot with A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins playing on the outside. So actually, you know, this is the same role that Christian Kirk played last year. And it it proved to be a very lucrative role for him. So I do think Rondell Moore is somebody that makes a lot of sense, and he's starting to see a lot more targets. So we'll see how that moves uh, moving forward, but I do like Rondell Moore. And then the rest of these guys are like 12-team team and higher. Khalil Shakur today caught three of uh, five for 75 yards at a touchdown uh, as they absolutely destroyed the Steelers today. But um, I do think that while he's not a priority ad for me is because Isaiah McKenzie and James Crowder both missed today. Isaiah McKenzie likely is back after this week. And uh, I, I think at best they probably split opportunities here. And then want James a Crowder back, it's going to be more opportunity. But I think he is definitely worth a stash because if injuries happen, we, he did look pretty good today. He did catch, he did draw, had one pretty big drop. But other than that, he looks really good in his first real, real game action that he's received. So Clear Shakur is only rostered in 2% of leagues. But I wouldn't go crazy trying to add him either because I do think there's going to be a little bit more crowded backfield here or a wide receiver room. And then Odell Beckham. I put him on here at, he's been I guess he's been meeting with teams and it, he, he could be signing soon and he's talked about wanting to go to the Packers and a couple other spots and to me like he's probably not going to be available until November sometime I think is when he'll probably be ready to go but I think over the last part of the season he could be worthy of somebody that you're looking to start certain certainly especially with bye week still going on so I do like adding Odell Beckham as more of a speculative ad. But I don't have high expectations because it's going to be a little bit tough to trust. So he's going to be getting into another new team, another new system. Plus, he's coming off this injury. But, you know, if if you're desperate, I I don't mind adding Odell Beckham. Then the rest of these guys are just kind of a speculative ad. Sky Moore, you know, they are going to be playing, you know, tomorrow night. But I think he has an opportunity to take over this wide receiver two role sooner rather than later. He saw four targets last week. We'll see what he does tomorrow night. Diamond Peoples-Jones. Tough to trust, but in games that they're they're playing from behind, he's going to see a decent target share. But uh, you know, I, I think, but as well, uh, this is a team that really wants to run the football. You know, Deshaun Watson is not going to be back for still quite a bit of time, and then the rest of these guys are, are kind of you know flex options, guys that maybe on a weekly basis you may look to plug in in terms of matchup and stuff like that. Uh, so those are kind of the wide receivers I'm definitely wanting to look, look to add. The rest of them: Devin Drew, Corey Davis, Kadarius Tony. You know, are all kind of speculative ads. And then Tyquan Thornton is definitely a speculative add, and twelve teams are deeper, but that's kind of what I'm looking at.
2: Shout out to De'ami Brown, just absolutely love seeing it after after trying to pimp him so, <laughs>
3: so yeah, hard You know, I, I thought about adding him to this, but it's just John Dotson's going to be back, and yeah, yeah. He does, like, it, I think it's oh, just hey, what, trust. Like, he had a monster game today, but I don't think that's something that I would expect moving forward. No, he's not somebody that I want people to go out and like think, oh, I got to add this guy. Because Jahan is no, definitely coming back.
2: Yeah, I just, I just had to throw that in there for my own sake. It was a it was a rough day for me. So seeing Deon no, Brown,
3: he, a couple of those catches he made today was were excellent.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I got to got a cling on to something. So that's what I'm clinging, clinging on to. Let's wrap it up with the with the tight ends, and you know let's let's get this get this one out of the way. Taysom Hill, ah, obviously, what he's doing is not sustainable. The dude's listed as a tight end had no targets nine carries one pass attempt and racked up four touchdowns today having said that this is an awful position and he clearly has the highest upside because of how he's utilized over any of these guys that i'm going to mention so if you are comfortable just rolling the dice and knowing that it could be a a literal zero burger because that's what we saw after week one right Goes into week. He blew up week one. Week two does nothing. Then he, you know, obviously he was banged up with that rib injury, and then you know we haven't really heard much from him. And then today just absolutely goes off over 100 rushing yards. Like I said through one pass, 22 yards and a touchdown. Three, you know, three rushing scores. But it is what it is at, at tight end. So like I said, if you if you want to just completely roll the dice, that is absolutely the way to go. It's you know it it's super super point chasey. But again, it, this is tight end we're talking about, so uh, you know, definitely not a, a bad place to be taking chances like that. But some of the other uh, other options we have here, Mike Gusecki, Uh This one is more dependent on what ends up happening with the Miami uh, pass catchers going up against Minnesota. Tyreek Hill was in a boot after the game. Waddle's obviously been dealing with an injury, so he's more of a desperation stream. Uh, I think he had two targets and caught one of them for 30 yards today. So. It's ugly out there. Hunter Henry, again, this is kind of injury-dependent. If John Smith is out, going up against uh, Cleveland in Week 6, uh, caught four of his five targets for 54 yards. You have Bailey Zappi out there just slinging the rock. Uh, Irv Smith going up against Miami. Uh, going into Week 5, the Dolphins were allowing the six most PPR points per game. He's going to be another one of these hit-and-miss uh, you know, type of tight ends, but he did see five targets today, caught four for 42 Evan Ingram going up against the Colts in week six. Again, heading into this week, Colts were giving up the ninth most uh, PPR points per game. He did see 10 targets in this game. Obviously, with Christian Kirk having a down game, uh, I, I don't expect that to, to replicate. I think he's only seen more than five targets twice this week. He's only had more than 40 yards twice this year as well. Saw 10 targets today. He went six for 69. Um, but we do know even just going into back to, back to the off season that this offense has not been shy, or I, I guess I should say Doug Peterson has not been shy about saying that he wants the tight end to be a, an integral part of this offense. So could, could be in worse spots. And, you know, uh, Robert Tonyan going up against the jets, you know, like I said, last week, he's going to be the, he's going to have the best quarterback tied to him out of this group. So, you know Robert Tanyan is never a uh, never a bad option as well. So let's go ahead and wrap this up with a couple of the couple of the comments and questions that we have here in the chat. Going up to Kyle George Pickens for Raheem Mostert is that a fair trade full PPR I need a running back and he needs a wide receiver.
3: I don't mind it. I think it's I I think that's fair. Um Raheem Mostert's going to be hard to trust, I think, just because with Chase Edmonds still looming there, and you never know if it could switch. And then obviously Raheem Mostert's injury history, like that feels kind of like a sell high um, because you know tr- trusting him to stay healthy is, is tough. But I don't mind either because George, uh, you know, because George Pickens is also going to be tough to trust in the this, this Steelers offense because they're so bad. Uh, just so, so bad, the Steelers team. You
2: know, but and it was it was another week where Mostert was the clear cut option uh at, at running back as well. Played forty-six snaps to Chase Edmonds 10, uh ran 20 routes as well, which is something that he hasn't particularly done too much. Only amounted to two targets, but the fact that he's running 20 of them, and then Miles Gaskin actually had more snaps today than Chase Edmonds. Uh, Gaskin had 13 Edmonds 10. So
3: yeah, so I don't mind this because I mean I don't think George Pickens has like some crazy ceiling um uh, moving forward but um so I, I don't mind doing this if you especially if you're in need of running back and no we're not dropping
2: Elijah. line not entirely sure on the on the injuries connor was a connor was a rib injury i don't know the extent of the damage or anything like that but that normally ends up being more of a uh pain tolerance sort of thing Then schultz looked like he just re-aggravated his knee so we'll have to see what happens with him um, but obviously, that is uh, that is not a great sign. It looks like he just ran into a defender and then ended up twisting a little bit, and then uh, and then limped off. So, not entirely sure on the extent or if they're expected to miss you know any time going forward. We'll still have to wait until you know Monday and Tuesday really before we start to see any sort of uh, that that kind of news. Alexis is one and four. Got the underachiever award three times already. Fifth in points in a 12 team league. Do I give up and trade my players for picks or try again next week? I think this is for a keeper league for Alexis, if I'm remembering correctly.
3: I don't think I would give up yet. Because um, at, at this point, like I said, it's always about, you know, you're trying to make, you're just trying to make the playoffs at this point. You're trying to get six. Who cares about first at this point? You know, so if you can finish sixth in your league, you know, and get into, sneak into the playoffs, you know, anything can happen from there. So, I, mean, I would start treating this as like a GPP, like uh, type of mindset. Every week, you play strictly matchups. You don't really care about you know you're not worried about just playing your studs and all that stuff anymore. You're you're just looking at the best matchups for every player, and then those are the guys you're trying to roll with every week because at this point you need rack up wins. So, Kenny Galladay,
2: dead or worth a shot here for ML. No,
3: he's dead. Like he's he's just not any good. Like uh, I I honestly think he was just a product of Matthew Stafford, and he should be donating a portion of his salary to Stafford because he's been dreadful, uh, really uh, for a while. And so he's dead. I think once Wondell Robinson comes back and uh, Kadarius Tony are able to make it back, um, I think those are the guys that take over this. But uh, Kenny Galladay could end up being dropped or traded. Uh, to be honest, at this point, who knows?
2: Man, Uzi with a with a rough beat here finished fifteenth in the Millie.
3: That's still that's still though that's that's still a nice little payday. Fifteenth in the Millie Maker. is still uh pretty solid. Uh I don't know uh, how my, what how many entries you put in, but uh uh that that's still a pretty good day. Uh fifteenth in the yeah. Millymaker. So
2: having having a lave leave and then Godwin not you know Godwin didn't have a bad day, but it looked like he was headed for a, a, a pretty big day with how uh how involved he was uh early on in that game. That's that sucks, Uzi, but like Kev said. 15th in the middle is not a not a bad place to be uh is khalil herbert romeo dobbs for terry a good trade
3: i think i'd rather have Khalil herbert and romeo dobbs
2: i don't know i mean i i could see a case for the upside residing with them you know like kind of like if if right that's kind of look at it yeah. yeah yeah So, so I, I just was, feel like those
3: guys have higher ceilings versus Terry. I think you know Terry could still be a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two. So I don't hate the trade, but I just feel like if I'm going to trade those guys, I'd, I'd rather move something different or get something a different return. So I don't think he has a a much of a ceiling.
2: RJ twelve team PPR two and two stacked on RBs, JT Saquon Pierce from uh Brian Robinson, Eli Mitchell, and Iardo use my number one waiver pickup on Walker. Probably drop Tua if I do.
3: Yes, I don't think you're going to find a better option this year in terms of just ceiling. Because if if he's out for the year, this is Kid Walker's backfield. There's nobody else that that we have to really be concerned with in this team. And this would be the time to use it. Uh, would 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 be to use uh, to pick up Kenneth Walker just because of what he brings. And this offense looks a lot better than what we thought it was going to. And if that continues, I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for Kenneth Walker, and there's just nobody else here in this backfield. So yes, uh, this is what you held on to it for, and this would be the time that I would use it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like like we've seen, you know, the the running back position has been really hit and miss this this year. We haven't, you know, outside of Javante, uh, you know, we haven't had a massive injury. So at at the very worst, you're going to have some pieces that you're going to be able to move. They're going to be very valuable, you know, if if things. If if those players end up staying on your on your roster, you're gonna have some some nice trade bait to move there. And Alexis wants to know do I just stream tight ends until Schultz comes back? Uh, I will try for Taysom Hill, but I don't know how much Fab I should spend on him. Started with two hundred, sitting at one hundred fifty right now.
3: I mean, I think you could actually probably drop Dalton Schultz at this point. This feels like an injury that's gonna be lingering for him for a while. And um I don't know. Gallop back, yeah. Obviously, Dak Prescott should be back sooner rather than later, um, but I don't know. I don't think you need to hold on to Dalton Schultz at this point. If you had to, but the thing is with Taysom Hill, and like we talked about, like like I get it because the upside is, is is immense, and they make as well as he played today. He may continue to get more opportunities, but and then the tight end position is so rough. But, one, if he were to, like we were talking about, because if he were to turn into a quarterback, it would be very similar to what happened a couple years ago. What will happen is, is ESPN, Yahoo, whatever you're playing on, they will switch him to just a quarterback, and you can keep him in that tight end spot, but you cannot make another move until you move him out. So let's say next week they, they, they turn to him at quarterback, right? And That's what happened. Then you would lose him at tight end, and then you would basically not be able to make another move. You couldn't adjust your roster. You can't do anything until you move him out. So while, yes, it's a cheat code, if something like that were to happen, it, he's still tough to trust because he's not getting a ton of opportunity, right? Like, it was just one of those, I mean, it was about as efficient of a day you possibly could have as what he had today. He's going to have weeks like this, but you're not going to know when to play him and when not to play him. And that and, and that's that's the tough part with him. But because of how bad the tight end position is, that's why he there is some appeal to him. So, but I'm not going to go crazy because people are going to go crazy and drop some crazy amount of, of fab on him. I would. Um, guys that go out and score this kind of points, people will go crazy on it. I would maybe use maybe fifteen percent, ten percent of your fab. I'm not unloading uh, for uh, you know for Taysom Hill.
2: Yeah, that's right. Where I was, I was going to say like that ten to fifteen dollar range. If you're saying ten percent of of one hundred and fifty. That kind of puts us you know, right in that same range. I, I'm the same way. Like you said, cheat code, all that. But it, it's going to be one of those things where next week he goes out. What if he gets you four? And then you're like, well, I'll just roll him out again. He gets you two the next week. And then you're like, all right, I've had enough. I'm going to bench him or I'm going to cut him. And that's when he ends up going off. Uh, Kevin, you're just talking about dropping Schultz. Would you drop Schultz if you had Higby?
0: Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: And would you trade for a tight end or just stream kind of going on more with with what alexis is asking have jacoby myers and jeff wilson uh that i can use as trade bait
3: i don't think i don't think you're going to be able to like what are you trading for like who like there's like i think the top end guys are really hard to get like if i was going to try to trade for somebody maybe you try to trade for like kyle pitts because his value is never lower than it is right now and like he may be an option and drake london did get a little banged up today um but I don't know. I think I probably just stream. It just depends on, you know, kind of who's out there, but I feel like that I'm not trading a ton to get, to get a tight end, but there's also like to go up to the, the, the elite tier is going to cost you a lot to be able to get like a, you know, Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey type uh, tight end. I mean, maybe if you wanted to try to go for like a David and Joku, depending on, you know, you might be able to do something like that. Cause David and Joku has been really good so far to start yeah. the season. And, uh, but Past that, like I think you're better off just streaming.
2: Yeah, if you're using you know Jacoby Myers and Jeff Wilson as your trade bait, you're probably not going to get too far there. Tight end, like the the, the tight ends you're going to be trading for are probably going to be in that streaming value anyway. So I I would, I would just hold on to those guys there. Alexis, like you know, like Kev said, unless you want to get crazy and try and go up for, for one of those higher end options. But then you're probably gonna to have to have a tight end return, which obviously at this point, if you have Schultz, you do not. So, you know, maybe if you magically end up winning Taysom Hill, you can try and package him with one of those guys to go up and you know, maybe get a, a pits or or something like that. But other than that, I, I would just stream there um and, and not really be looking to to give up any of those players. But Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Please hit us with a sub and a like. Any other questions? Jump into our free Discord, or you can leave a comment on any of our other um, any of our other YouTube videos, and we'll make sure that we answer them over there. Appreciate you all. Have a have a have a really nice week five. On to week six. Goodbye. <laughs>